What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of Lung Boys, the Bachelor Podcast, and we got a treat for you this week. We could not wait any longer than to introduce, at long last, our mm-hmm. third host of the Lover Boys Podcast, Mr. Jesse Brendan Barnard. Or, yeah, it's Brendan, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's Brendan Barnard, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Glad to be here. Is that so, all you have? That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. You uh so Brendan's been getting caught up from uh you know, he was in the woods all summer and he's been watching what is this, like two, three hours a day worth of The Bachelor to try to catch up with us? Yeah, I've been doing uh most nights and most mornings. I watch it right before bed, fall asleep watching it, and then wake up and it's usually the first thing I do Just in the morning before getting out of bed. Tireless effort, you know. We really appreciate what you've done for the show. You are still three episodes behind us. So, uh, you know, we're going to try our best not to spoil anything, but, uh, the activity that we have for Brendan is, uh, we're going to make a tier list for all of the, uh, all of the men on the bachelor. Now, when I say all, I mean like all, all going back to the very start. Are those 40 men up on the screen? There's about 50,000 men on our screen right now. And we're going to rank every last one of them. And, uh, in your, uh, Spotify web player or your, sorry, your Spotify app the uh, image is going to be the uh, finished tier list for when we're done. Do you want to so, run through the uh, different tiers? Yes. So we made some uh, custom tiers. Um, the top tier, it's called Jesse tier. Now, I don't want to give away who goes in the Jesse tier, but there's a there's a high-class man, and then there's a bunch of boys, and I think the high-class man goes into the Jesse tier. Is there any chance of a, of one of the boys sneaking into the Jesse tier? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I mean, that would, what, indicate that they could maybe be a future host for when something comes out about Jesse, about what kind of college parties he went to. You know, there's some uh, skeletons in the closet there for Jesse. He's a little too smiley, a little too put together. That's... Mm-hmm. I mean, you spend enough time in a New York Giants locker room. We know what kind of scumbags are attracted to that. I can't wait for I can't wait for Michael Strahan's tell-all um, interview where he's like sobbing and saying, "Jesse was so mean to me." <laughs> Jesse and Jeremy Shockey ganged up on the rookies <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, and for those listening at home, I didn't put the lisp on uh, on Michael Strahan's voice. It's an artist's choice. In my head, he doesn't have a lisp. In order to do that lisp, we would have to record with our new podcasting equipment that we used for episode, what was it, four, <laughs> that gave us both lisps. Yep. <laughs> lisp, lisp. Uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, we're, we're moving on from Jesse tier. The next tier down, the second best tier is called Chill Guys Who Know How to Hang Out. Now, you know them when you see them. You know them when you see them. These guys are the broskies, right? The types of guys to play football when one of the bachelorettes comes to the mansion. True. They're, they're the beer drinkers at the cocktail parties. They they skip right past the uh, the champagne. They're there, you know, to be around the boys and, and maybe flirt with Gabby and Rachel on the side. Right. If you are a mentality coach and you're sipping a seltzer water <laughs> when it's the time of the cocktail party, you will not find yourself in this tier. Right. If you hate EDM and you can't get a beer... Not you're not in this tier. We don't even consider your application for this tier. That's right. Um, after chill guys who know how to hang out, we have knows how to act. So these are guys not fun, just competent. They are pitching eighty five mile an hour fastballs right down the middle. They know how to play like the bachelor game too. They say all the right things like yep, you know oh there's an ocean beneath what you're presenting and I just can't wait to get to know what's be- behind that all. Like those are the 
the guys who say the bachelor lines, they've watched the show. They know how to get the job done and, and get through to the next round. They yes. have at least a four pack most mm-hmm. of the time. And they, when they are forced to interact with children on group dates, they generally look like they know vaguely what to do. Yes. They all say they want a family one day too, but they don't really say it, uh, you know, from their chest. It's kind of more of a, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to have a family one day, you know, kind of they're They hadn't thought about it, but they can tell Rachel and Gabby are into it. So they're, you know, they know how to act. They go with the flow. They, they play the game. Absolutely. Right. Um, one down from that, we got shaky now shaky. I want to run something by you guys really quick. Do we want shaky to mean you've been shaky once or your whole thing is shaky? Because I think those are two kind of different things. I think shaky is just kind of like, I don't know, some, some kind of rare disease where it's like, yeah, either have it or you don't, you mm. know, you, you are either shaky or you're not sometimes shaky. Once you are shaky, you're just shaky until you restore the faith. I buy that. I feel like those are the types of guys that either say something really weird to one of the bachelorettes or they become the bachelor uh, police and go tell on the other boys. I feel like that's shaky behavior for sure. Oh, true. I mean, we're going to have plenty of bachelor police to litigate on this episode. We should have put a wee-woo, wee-woo. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, shaky is going to be mostly those guys. I'm just calling it out right now. And for those of you who don't know what we mean when we say bachelor police, it's when the fellas are hanging out amongst themselves mm-hmm. and a fella says something that uh, the wee-woo, wee-woo tier people have to report to one of the bachelorettes, which right. is not great behavior in my and, opinion. And by the way, I think that this is a both sides thing too because the dudes who say wild stuff in a reality television setting are also shaky and maybe worse than shaky, but – in order to be a guy who prioritizes punishing other guys, you kind of are a, bl- a bachelor police. Well, and they all do it under the lens, too, that they are. Uh, they would feel wrong to not bring it to the bachelorette. <laughs> when, I mean, every viewer, every member of Bachelor Nation knows that they really are just tattling yes. to try to advance further in the game and, and knock another guy off his pedestal. So one below shaky, we got DKHTA, don't know how to act. This is much more of like if a guy always looks uncomfortable or is never reliable, can't do anything right, that's where these guys go. It's a rare thing, and you know it when you see it. Um, and I got to be honest, I don't, you know, I, I don't give, I don't have much pleasure giving this to any man, the DKHTA. And how though, I mean, how are we going to differentiate between shaky and don't know how to act? What do you consider to be like the defining? difference between those two categories i think shaky guys have peaks and valleys dkhda a lot of valleys they're stuck in the basement type of deal it's kind of like being shaky is like a symptom of the larger disease of not knowing how to act <laughs> yes it's like exactly. you are if you don't know how to act if you're in the dkhda tier you are terminal with this like and you can it could be extended to outside of the show the bachelor we all know people who dkhda so yes you, you kind of know it when you see it Yes. Um, And speaking of knowing them when you see them, the next category is called I've Never Seen This Man in My Life. Now, this was the biggest ever season of The Bachelorette where we had the most contestants by far. And um, there's probably six or seven guys that I've never once seen in my life. Like, obviously, they were in The Bachelor and they were probably in the background of episode one if you really looked hard for them. 
but most of these guys are going to be mostly strangers. Well, I think this is an interesting case this season, too, because most of the guys that I think will fall into this category at least made it past the first rose ceremony, because we know Roby and the twins, not to get ahead of ourselves, but those are people we have seen before because their their leave was so notable. So yep. at least, uh, you know, even if they're I've never seen this man in my life tier, they made it to week two, which is pretty impressive. For uh, medium-time listeners of the podcast, uh, this tier could also be known as the who, who tier. Yeah. Basically, you know, when, when someone shows up on screen and you're like, who is that? We've never seen him before. No, like, uh, you know, Gabby will be, it'll be like episode four and Gabby will be like, and this rose goes to Gerard. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. And you'll just see an inexplicable <laughs> PE coach who just was on the show the last three weeks and you never once noticed him. Yeah. Oh, Gerard, the, uh, salesman from New York, that Gerard. <laughs> yep. And then finally the last tier, I'm going to let you guys explain it because it's a reference to Nathan, um, Nathan Fielder's the rehearsal. Yeah, this uh, this tier is called the "You're a Disaster, My Guy." Uh, yeah, you, you kind of know the reference <laughs> if you've seen the show, but it's just pretty self-explanatory. This is a phrase that we would say to this type of person in this tier. We would say, "You're a disaster, my guy." I think also what differentiates this tier from "Don't Know How to Act" is the "You're a Disaster, My Guy" tier. Like August alluded to, is they're so kind of off the track that you actually want to tell them. How, how much they are messing up. Like, don't know how to act. You can kind of just let them disappear into the shadows. But the, you're a disaster, <laughs> my guys. You kind of need to intervene and really get them on the right course. It's that bad. It's so, really tough to be labeled a disaster by one of the Bachelor podcasts on Spotify. <laughs> I don't know how I would recover from that after being also rejected on television. That's right. Um, and, and let's be clear, the guys who are disasters have been weeded out like even up to the point that swampy has watched those guys are all done i mean we'll see we'll see there might be some some sleeper disasters dude dude some guy's gonna hear the jason Bourne sleeper agent thing and just turn into a complete disaster oh yeah dude i'm looking at you tino that'd be dude that'd be so dope well to be fair colton uh from last season clayton clayton yeah Clayton was a total disaster, but we didn't know that until like the second to last episode when he oh true totally collapsed under I, the pressure. I had Clayton marked for shaky like basically the entire time that we watched, and then all of a sudden he took a plunge into disaster in the last two episodes. I feel like he was in kind of knows how to act territory because he played the bachelor part so well and did the thigh touches, did the mm-hmm. uh, I just want to be vulnerable with you, uh, <laughs> you know, little lines. He fit the the stereotype, and then. Just over one dinner conversation, he just plummeted all the way down to the "you're a disaster, my guy" tier. All right, but we're not we're not ranking Clay. We're not putting Clay on the tier list. First up, we got our host with the most. It's Jesse Palmer. Any comments from the fellows before I put him into Jesse tier? I would put him in Jesse tier personally. I think that's a good fit for Jesse. Yep. Just you know, when you see it, there's only one Jesse, and he goes into the Jesse tier. All right, next up we got Alec. Now, uh, Can loyal- you zoom in on that picture, Cole? Loyal listeners okay. may know that Alec is the uh, metrosexual dangle earring guy. Yes. Not Nate, but the white guy with the dangle earring. And he wore a, uh, uh, it was like a purple crushed velvet suit on the first day. He also wore a like 
leather jacket uh, to one of the cocktail parties. Like, the type of leather jacket that wasn't, like, biker, like, chill, western guy leather jacket. And more, like, I don't know, the type of guy you'd see at, like, a Charlie XCX concert type of leather jacket. Like, a really sharp-looking leather jacket. It's a great reference for a type of guy. Yes. <laughs> this is <laughs> not, not just a gay guy, but a gay guy who's into, like, alternative pop music. Yeah, alternative British singer. <laughs> yeah. This is a tough one right off the bat for me as to where to place uh, Red Velvet on this list. Yep. I My immediate thoughts are, like, shaky tier. I, mm. I tend to agree with that. I feel like we can't quite put him into don't know how to act because he does kind of know how to act at what he is, but what he is is very shaky, if that so, makes sense. If I can make an impassioned um, call for DKHTA, we hated this guy on site. And when he walked out of the limo, he had a group of four teenagers sing an original song to Gabby and Rachel. There is absolutely no way I'm letting him above don't know how to act. Yeah, I mean, you change one letter in that if it was DKHTD, don't know how to dress. True. That I'd I'd put him there. And honestly, yeah, with that intro, I forgot about the acapella thing. <laughs> I'm cool. This guy was a hate on site. I'm cool with putting him in DKHDA. He was kind of a guy. I mean, he made it to like week three or something, and it was always like, all right, what do we just take him out of his misery like he, already? He's not going to end up with Gabby or Rachel. We know this. His one famous moment was that Rachel chose him, and then he said, I'm here for Gabby, and then disappeared off of the show forever. So, um, you know, I think my guy kind of fumbled the bag by being true to himself there. And, uh, yeah, for that reason, we're keeping him and don't know how to act. Next up, we got Avon. How I think feeling? Avon's a great candidate for chill guy who likes to hang out. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, you know, the football date he did where uh, they were throwing the football on the SoFi Stadium field and they had a drink together, and then he did the kind of cute, like, oh, I'm going to tackle you type of move <laughs> right at the goal line. That was that's a, that's a guy who knows how to do the football date with a girl, right? Totally. Um, Let me practice onside kicks, and you can recover. <laughs> yeah, Sharp uh, dresser, generally gets along with the other dudes. I think I saw a couple moments of him and Ethan playing, uh, this is a mild spoiler, but him and Ethan play some basketball in episode four. I'm into that. I think Avon... Definitely belongs in the chill guy who knows how to hang out tier. He's got a great haircut, too. Does uh, have nice hair. Before showing up, he must have gotten... He must have told the barber, like, this is my situation. I need a world-class haircut, and they did a great job. Dude, that's a great question. Do guys have access to a barber while they're filming The Bachelor? Because it's a long enough time that they would their hair would get shitty. Surely. I, I bet they do. I bet they do. You know, there's a few different tiers of our local barbershop. Shout out Louis Styles in Southie. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get like a normal cut, like a fade cut. And then there's like an extra tier, $60, that's titled Precision Cut. Awesome. You can tell Avon signed up for the Precision Cut. Oh, yeah. And for that reason, we are going into the chill guys who know how to hang out tier for Avon. Now... Next up, we got Brandon with an A at the end. Brandan. Now, uh, this was, I believe, the youngest the the youngest bachelorette contestant at twenty three years old. So he's our age. And um, August, have you seen this man before? Yes, I recognize him because 
Brendan, we kind of joked on episode one. This is my personal favorite entrance because I don't know if you remember, but he came out <laughs> in a like blue morph suit uh, and he was just was like, ah, and they were like, ah, are we supposed to dance with you? <laughs> yeah. And he like that. The, there was no line or bit. He just kind of came out like that. So and that was the first and last time we saw Brandan do anything on this show. He was out after two, and um, I don't think he ever got filmed having a conversation. I For that entrance alone, I want to nominate him to don't know how to act, not even shaky. I feel like I was going to think he's a know-how-to-act guy because he didn't start any drama and kind of peacefully went off into the night. But Dude, He had it, no time. He got cut after episode two. Yeah. I think we'll have plenty of people on this list who know how to act, and I think Brandon does not given that entrance and given his lack of doing anything on the show. Well, if we come back to like the definition too of don't know how to act as like a permanent fixture, I don't think a shaky guy makes the mistake of wearing the blue morph suit. That is like, you just clearly have no idea what direction you're going. Yeah. I I think that is a don't know how to act for sure. Brendan, as a guy with the name Brendan, who people sometimes might call you Brandon, have you ever seen the name Brandan? Is that a thing? No, I've not. I've seen, you know, Brendan spelled a couple different ways. Brayden, I've even seen as a name. And, of course, Brandon. But the way he spelled Brandan is mm-hmm. just uh, a new experience for me. I got to chime in as a Warriors fan. The Warriors had a center from 2008 through 12 named Brandon Wright. Um, and he spelled it D-A-N at the end. Brandan. So, uh, you know, shouts out to Brandon Wright. You weren't good at all, but um, you were a basketball player. Brandon from deep. <laughs> Bang! <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Marv Albert does not uh, commentate on The Bachelor. No, that's all right. Brandon's going into DKHTA. I'm almost a little bit pissed off that we're getting to this one next because oh, it's so early. But um, we got Chris, and this is an open and shut if I've ever seen it. This guy is a disaster. You're a disaster, my guy. You are a disaster. You know, they were going to film the movie The Disaster Artist about Chris, and then uh, they ended up doing the Tommy Wiseau thing uh, instead. But, yeah, this guy is an absolute irreparable mess. Um, (laughs) And I think, you know, credit to the girls for sniffing it out and just giving him the prompt goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I think the girls... um, The girls shown... I, I got kind of um, flashbacks to the uh, girls dumping Clayton at the end of last season moment where both girls are staring at this absolute train wreck of a guy and being like, you've got to leave. We hate what you're doing right now. Yeah, and, it felt like when like the WWE uh, superstars, like you do like a super kick into somebody else's special move. Like they were tag team finishing him, you know? Yes. Um, anybody got anything else to say about Chris? I mean, we, I, we spoke a volume about him on the podcast, but, um, you know. You know, I think every good Bachelor or Bachelorette season has the guy that implodes, like, week two, and then there's the more drawn-out villain, whereas he was a perfect, like, quick villain to keep your attention in episode two, and then he's gone, and then you can really focus on the deeper villain story arcs. Oh, well, dude, it's like an American Idol when they're doing the auditions, and everybody's either really good, they're like a sob story, or 
they're just someone who comes in and they're clearly delusional and weird. And we got one of those, this is a guy who tried to sing like Mariah Carey's Love on Top and just did like a one out of 10 job. And it was totally self-imposed too. He like brought up the conversation like, if there was a situation (laughs) in which I was to be sleeping with one of the bachelorettes who's supposed to be the love of my life and somebody else had already slept with her, that would be too much for me to handle. Everybody's like, Okay, like you just brought this up and gave this in-depth opinion. My take on Chris is I just think he's like he kind of acted like too almost like too sober of a guy where he's like drinking the water and he's like being really in-depth about this situation and just not understanding how to hang out. Like, bro, this is a cocktail party. 100%. What are you doing? Combative combative attitude with every single person that he talked to. Like, I I think that this is kind of a, you know, this is an environment where it behooves you to just kind of be chummy with everybody, even though you are competing. And Chris basically treated everybody as his adversary, which is just a wild move on the show. I feel like he's on the wrong show, though, because if you put him on like Survivor, for example, he would be electrifying and would just be the, the great villain of that show that's like cutthroat and makes it to the end. But yeah, I, I agree. I feel like too advanced. You got to just stay clear of, of all the drama and of all the the aggression towards the other dudes. Yeah, man. Be Ethan. Be a guy who hangs out. Mm -hmm. So next guy, um, obviously this is an audio format. So you guys, I mean, you guys listening don't get to see this guy. I want you two to guess this man's name. Brian. Will. This man's name is Colin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think we know what to do with him. Yeah, I remember the only thing I remember about him is he's thirty six years old. I don't think you should be going on this show if you're thirty six years old. Yeah, but do I sense some sense some resentment from you as to why he's on the show? Hey, I mean, you know, previous <laughs> listeners to the podcast will know that I submitted an application, and I think you know, I think anybody who falls into the I've never seen this man in my life category also falls into the how did this guy get in over Brendan category. Also, Cole, can you zoom out real quick on these guys? Brendan, do you see any, um, I suppose, like subgroup of society with appearance or you know maybe hair color not represented here? I would say the one group not represented is uh, red-haired men. And also, there doesn't seem to be any Latinos, but (laughs) (laughs) it's besides the point. More importantly, uh, there's no uh, red-haired men. Yeah, listeners know Middle Eastern guys are punching the wall right now because they did not get a shout-out here from Brendan. Get in line behind me, Middle Easterns. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, no, they didn't. I mean, if there was a redhead this season, he would immediately be the villain. Like, we would hate on him because he's not you. You know, I feel like I root for my fellow man, but see, I, I've wished nothing but the worst for um, Johnny, who is a similarly middle parted guy. Although I guess Logan kind of does the same type of hair as me sometimes, too. Logan is for sure invited to the middle part cookout. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Uh, do we have anything further to add for Colin? I'm moving no. on to Erich. Um, Erich. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Erich, the mullet man, the, the woodsy guy, the kind of i'm not sure what gabby's into about this guy um what do we we think here i feel like just of all the moves you can make right before showing up to the bachelor i mean we just talked about uh avon with the awesome haircut you don't test out a mullet on the bachelor i guess 
there's the argument to be made that it makes you stand out, but I don't know if you want to stand out in that way, being the goofy haircut guy. Yeah, I think unusual hair doesn't usually work. Um, you know, you saw Fabio, who we'll get to in a little bit. He didn't last more than three weeks, kind of on his own accord. Well, right? I think the game of The Bachelor is to be... I feel like you, you get further in the game by either being genuine or faking that you're being genuine. Yep. And I think being goofy doesn't really work. So you think Erich is goofy? Would you consider him chill? No. I would say yes. That's just my opinion. But if you zoom out here, like, I understand we've already nominated somebody as a chill guy who likes to hang out. But, like, of all the people, Erich is one of the more consistent people. We're like... Gabby kind of had a breakdown around him and like he didn't freak out. He didn't like do anything ex- exceptional, but he was kind of chill about it and like kind of hesitant on his own right where he's like this is a lot clearly on the inside. He was thinking that, but he was just kind of like, "Yeah, you know, hey, I'm here for you and stuff." Like <laughs> like I think he's kind of a normal chill guy who likes to hang out, honestly. What do we think of the bowling date he went on? I think that was a little weird how he started kissing Gabby while the grandpa was still in the same room. That's a tough look. Even though the grandpa was off talking to that old woman, I think you got to save it for later on that night. Dude, some of the dates before they go to Europe this year have been absolutely brutal. I think the only thing worse than the bowling slash yoga date that um, Erich had to go on was the weird um, Zach goes to the movie theater date that he did with Rachel. That one was they, kind of charming. But you like that? I like that. S- sitting in theater seats and looking at baby pictures of Rachel? I don't know that I like that. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Well, back to Erich. I feel like <laughs> it's a bad... <laughs> sorry, it's a bad first date to look at baby pictures. I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from the topic, but I want that to be on record. All right, all right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to get back to the Erich date. Before the bowling, let us not forget they went to, like, the little, like, ayahuasca-style ritual... And he took it like a champ. I don't know if I would call it an ayahuasca no, style know, ritual, just because I, that was so that was so weird. Because it wasn't like any type of meditation that you would recognize, like mindfulness or like loving kindness or Zen. It was just she was just like hear these sounds. <laughs> she was just she was doing those ringing bowls, and the grandpa was in there for some reason too. It was the most inexplicable day because you had that into grandpa bowling, and it's just like into dinner, into Gabby breakdown. Yeah, it was just like a random assortment of activities. They picked out bachelor throwaway date ideas from a hat and yep. just kind of <laughs> sent Erich on his way. I get Man. the impression too that the woman running that little ritual. That's, like, not actually her job. She's just one of the producers or crew members. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, we forgot to plan a date for the morning. Like, I can throw something together. It's a great insight. Um, all that being said, I think Erich knows how to act with upside towards chill guy. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I feel good about that. All right. So Erich goes in and knows how to act. I'm excited to rank this next guy. You, If you're following... Uh, fans of the alphabet will know that Ethan comes after Erich, and um, man, oh man, am I excited to rank Ethan. This guy's been a broski the whole time. Yeah, I think he might have been one of the guys to get away with not being on The Bachelorette for the right reasons. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he was just making friends. Yes. Very nice guy. Rachel seemed like she was kind of forced to kiss him, and he was doing nothing wrong, so she had to, like, 
explore a connection with him, but he was just kind of a normal guy. He just wasn't flirty. The When they went to the activity based on flirting, he completely bombed and then went right back to hanging out with the dudes. I think Ethan is a bad Bachelor contestant, but a phenomenal chill guy who likes to hang out. I feel pretty good about that. He kind of seems like your friendly coworker who you talk about <laughs> football on a Monday morning with. I think he's a chill guy. He kind of looks like uh, from The Office, um, the fake gym guy. Roy Park yes. from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. yes. That guy, absolutely I see it because this photo, he does have kind of like a little charming head tilt that he has. <laughs> yeah. That guy totally in the right light could be Roy Park. Um, he's also just a... I, I can't express enough how many cutaways I have of, like, him boying up Logan, him boying up Erich, like, all the guys that you would think you would want to try to hang out with when you're in The Bachelor. Ethan's in the mix. Ethan gets mega points for, uh, you know, a beautiful, beautiful angel, Gabby, showing up, who you're all supposed to be fighting for to the mansion, and then somebody breaks out of football, and he's, then he's playing 21 with the, the fellas. Yes, dude. That- I think that that was a, I mean... We'll get to Meatball later, but that was a crowning moment for both him and Meatball as cool guys. Yes. So, easiest choice of the podcast so far. Cool guy that likes to hang out. We're going uh, Ethan up there. Here's a fun one. Okay. I got a take for this one. What's his name again? Hayden. 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 I think this guy is a great candidate for you're a disaster, my guy. (laughs) He was fine. He was not even flirting with this tier for the most of the show. And when he be you know pivots to Rambo being his whole just ethos and like that is was such a bad move when he starts just breaking down about like his old dog's cancer after not doing this the whole time and then like blaming it on Rachel that was a blow up that I've never seen before. Yes. I mean anybody who brings a dog toy with them to a country that their dog is not even in is a disaster. He had a dog toy in the inside pocket of his blazer. You can't do that. Dude, let me work through the logic of this guy. So his dog is in the last month of its life. He says to Rachel that this is the dog's favorite toy. So he brings the he brings the toy during the dog's last month of its life to Europe on a cruise. He stole a toy <laughs> from a dying dog. What are you doing, my guy? I got to say uh you know, stock up Rachel in that moment to just play along with it and just be like, I'm so, so sorry. Like, she just kind of <laughs> said what she needed to say. And then the moment Tino came in to save the day, she got out. Dude, yeah, she looked so happy to get out of there. <laughs> and by the way, the part that we're not calling out, but we should, like, the meatball accusation was legit. Where it was like, this guy, like, right after getting, like, barely squeaking through the rose ceremony, he had already said something mean to, to Gabby. He then, like, starts trying to, like, do bro time where he's, like, you know, he's saying a bunch of weird stuff to the other dudes. Yeah, that montage kind of cemented him in this tier because it just cuts to him being, like, well, my ex-girlfriend was definitely leagues above these two bitches. Yeah, (laughs) literally, he just said incriminating stuff to the guys that he's on the show with. Bro, like, that's not going to work. It's never going to work. Of course they're going to tell on you. I feel like he's the type of guy that's going to go home, too, and, like, harbor hate towards the Bachelorettes, too. Yeah. It just seems like a, his exit was not at all graceful. No. So, uh, yeah, we're in agreement. 
Um, Hayden was a disaster. He's in the disaster, my guy, Tier. Um, next up, we got, um, I, I like to call him Fabio, but this man is named Jacob. Uh, this is the long, blonde-haired guy. He strode in on a white stallion, and, um, you know, he kind of, he was very in love with himself. That was kind of his main thing. Spent half the show shirtless. Yeah, you know, I feel like we talk about guys who are not there for the right reasons. I think this guy just wanted to be on TV. Totally. Um, <laughs> you know, I think also, I, I'm going to nominate him for the shaky category. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the shakiest moment we saw out of him was when he was talking to Rachel and uh, told her, he could have just said a simple... Oh, to hey, Gabby, to Gabby. Excuse me, to Gabby. He could have just given her a simple, hey, look, the way this is progressing, I think I'm going to move forward with Rachel. But instead, he had to throw in the line of, and if it was only you on this show, I would have left by now. That's just kind of a, a foot-in-the-mouth moment. No need for that. That's he also shaky. He also said, don't get me wrong, you're a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This guy, That's what she's worried about. Yeah. This guy is shaky. I think um, you could make the argument for don't know how to act, but I don't think he did anything as egregious as the blue blob. So, you know, if that's the barometer, we're, we're going shaky for this guy. Kind of a dick. Kind of weird. Doesn't really know how to... Whoa, I almost said doesn't really know how to act. Maybe he does go down there. I think he's shaky. Uh, we all, but even though we all know how much women love being told, you're really hot, but... Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that doesn't lead to anything good. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. Don't... Don't do anything that this guy did. Because even the part where he was fully naked and had the leaf on his dong for the photo shoot, yo... You don't need to do that, man. Well, he was forced to do that by the Bachelorettes. Absolutely not. There's no way. <laughs> you can't be the guy that's most into getting naked on the uh, on the photo shoot day. If you don't in, have to. If you're in three episodes and you're naked in two of them or half naked in two of them. He was naked. Gonna... He was half naked in every single one because the third one was photo shoot. The second one was the like take the robe off strip show one. Oh, right. And the first one he rode in shirtless like. This guy spent a significant portion of his entire time on the show, no shirt. And I think that's what he wanted. That's what he set out for. So, hey, kudos to him, I guess. Yeah. All right, Shaky. Do these producers, like, you send in a headshot and, like, a little blurb. Everybody was cut on this show, and everybody's a little too in shape for my liking. Like, do you have to send in shirtless photos to the producers of the show? Brendan, would you know anything about this? I don't. I never heard back from the producers (laughs) of The Bachelorette. But I sent in a simple photo of my face. Um, But maybe the guys who do make it through do a shirtless photo. Maybe that's what I was missing. Or when they get in, do they just go on a crazy training regimen? Like, wouldn't you say, like... Guys could look good, but they don't necessarily have to be as like cut and buff as some of these fellas, particularly in the uh, like the strip show episode. Oh yeah, man! I'm a little shocked. Everybody was in really great shape. That yes. was funny that the strip show was like the second time they all hung out too. Dude, yeah, that was I kind mean, of a weird call by Gabby and Rachel to to rush right to that. You know, I hate to spoil it for you guys, but this is a, this is definitely a show for women. That was a moment where it kind of reminded you, oh yeah, the main audience for this is definitely women. You know, true. Th- right. Just like this podcast is mainly for women. That's r- that's true. right. My Spotify analytics say that ninety nine percent of our listeners are women over the age of fifty, and they're all our moms. No, no, they're, <laughs> no they're not our moms. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah, I wish Brendan's mom listened. (laughs) 
right, Thank next. you, Mallory. Thank you, Chrissy B. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Jason. How are we feeling about Jason, everybody? Knows how to act. I think he knows how to act. I think bringing up... Uh, he went a little too for the, hard for the vulnerable uh, card on that first one-on-one he got, I think... No, but that's playing the game. That's how you got to be on The Bachelor. You got to be available and vulnerable as a fella. Well, I think also if you get a one-on-one date, you got to pull out all the stops because you don't know when your next one-on-one is Dude, you don't want to be be Jordan. If you fumble a conversation at dinner, it's over. You're done. I don't know, though. In a pool of try-hard guys who are, like, really hamming it up for the camera, I'm looking at you, Mario. Yep. Um, (laughs) For Gabby to go on a date with Jason, who's, like, Definitely, like, genuinely having fun and, like, smiling, but, you know, not going out of his way to not be himself. Like, that can maybe be kind of attractive to Gabby as well. That's true. It's, I mean, this is a show where there's a million different ways to do it, where you can be Tino and have absolutely nothing to say, but just profess your love all the time and be like, I'm so ready. This is what, this is what is meant to be for me. And then you can also be a guy like Jason and kind of just talk about your own like personality and journey and be like, yeah, this is kind of one of my insecurities. And then sometimes that kind of works too. Jason strikes me as a guy who got signed up for the bachelor by somebody else. You That's know a great I mean? call. He's not a guy that sought this out. Jason yep. is an investment banker. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot to like about Jason. All right. I think next we're going to... Can we group these guys? Yep. We're going to do both twins at once because there's no there's no way that we're going to put them on different tiers and we have to make this podcast under an hour and a half. These are uh, Jack and Jill. Joey and Justin. Yes. <laughs> I am not even sure which one I put first, to be honest. Uh, I think this one might be Joey. We're going to knock them both out. I think that these guys don't know how to act. Yes. Open shut case. I don't think they're a full-on disaster. They were pretty normal guys. They just... You don't bring your twin to The Bachelorette. It's a bad idea. Dude, they kind of just sucked. Like, they weren't noticeably bad. There was just two of them, and they kind of sucked together. And they did not play off each other at all in a good way for two guys who share most of the same DNA. Yeah, you would think they would practice that kind of routine at college but the clearly college not. they both went to together. Correct. No, but they, they lived in different apartments. That's true. <laughs> it's just basically like, yeah, 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 crazy spot for you to be in. So the way to differentiate me, Joey, I'm more like this, and Justin's more like, whoa. Yeah. That was kind of the conversation. Also I, not great looking. Like, if you're putting them on a sliding scale of everybody who's on The Bachelor, they're in the bottom half, and there are two of them, which kind of hurts their chances. They both kind of look like they're sophomores in college, too. Dude, yeah, to they kind of both men. have the, the Skeet Davidson thing going on. Totally. Kinda some like, girls um, like that. Uh, well, apparently only massively famous girls like that. I That's think normal, normal girls don't like guys with weird, it's like sullen eyes and kind of weird frowny their whole face looks odd to me. I don't want to delve too deeply into these guys' faces, but, man, I don't like it. Man, if they're listening, we've really torn them apart. That's yeah, we a just, burned bridge right dude, there. Yeah. We just lost two listeners. We're not getting them as guests on this pod anymore. Yeah. All right. Next up. I know where I'm putting this guy. <laughs> it's just Tyler. No, it's not Tyler. Who is a- that? Any exactly. guesses. <laughs> exactly. Any guesses. Now, you know... The real answer is Nick Mullen, but who is this man? No, I feel like even Tyler is more 
like <laughs> Nick Mullen. This guy, I do. I don't even want to know, man. I I have so so your brain can only absorb so much information before you die, and then all of it will be forgotten. You'll be gone. I'm not sure if I want this guy to take up any neurons in my brain. I mean, I've been binge watching, as we mentioned, and so I've watched whatever episode this guy was in, like, <laughs> yesterday, and I still have no idea who he is. Do you want to know his name? Yes. John. <laughs> Not Johnny. Not Johnny. John. John wishes he could be Johnny. Dude, the funny thing is, again, he's, like, pretty nice looking compared to the rest of these fellas, but the way that the show goes... Something happened where he wasn't in it going forward, and we have never seen him, so we don't know what that thing was. Yeah. I'm putting him in the I've never seen you in my life tier. Yes. All right, next we got, I think, August, you've described this guy as, quote, inexplicable. He is inexplicable. Brendan, all right, so for the listeners who don't know, Brendan as far as his best efforts have tried to take him, he's still two episodes behind. When I was in Brendan's shoes, I was just perplexed as to like, wow, this Gabby keeps giving her like second rose after Nate to this guy named Johnny, who upon being given the rose, it's like, will you accept this rose? And he says the same thing every time he says, of course I will. (laughs) I mean, I feel like, him doing so those of you listening can't see the headshots from the official bachelorette website yep. he's kind of doing a like not quite frown but like a looking down on you type face for his headshot while everyone else is doing a big uh a big grin i think that kind of tells you everything you need to know about this guy he's he thinks he's a little more suave than he is i don't know he Brennan, just he-, he doesn't have enough of a thing like I think even the kind of boring guys like Erich and like arguably Jason, those guys still kind of have a thing. We're like, oh, yeah, I know what this guy does. Johnny is kind of just a guy on The Bachelor. We've learned nothing about him. He's a mystery man. Yeah, he kind of doesn't. He's not funny. He's not cool. We don't get any shots of him like boying up any of the other dudes, which like you kind of got to. You know, you kind of got to take what the dudes are telling you and say, like, okay, this guy's probably a little odd. So where the heck do we put this guy? I don't even, like, he, I, I don't would say, know. Dude, I would say shaky, but I don't have an example of him fucking up. Like, he's so normal. I think we cannot condemn him to being shaky if we have not seen shaky behavior. I think he... He's good at dating Gabby. Yeah, I think he knows how to act. I suppose so, but it's not... It, Usually the knows how to act, act is kind of like uh, you're commending them. For this guy, it's just kind of – It's a participation have, award. Yeah. I would say he's definitely on the tier of these other guys, Erich and Seeing Jason. Him, it's so funny. I literally brought up Erich and Jason to compare him to, and he's by far the most similar to them. He's not like Fabio. He's not like Alec. He's not like the twins. He's definitely a knows how to act. So in terms of uh, like Gabby and Rachel guys, right now what we know is that Rachel has two people who are like at the split between Gabby and Rachel guys. Two of the guys that we've ranked as chill guys who know how to hang out, uh, Avon and Ethan, Rachel opted to go with. And three guys who simply know how to act, Gabby opted to go with. I wonder if we'll see that pattern going forward. It sounds like Rachel's collecting stars. Gabby's collecting role players. Jesse's collecting checks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we got Jordan H. 
Jordan with one initial, and then the other one's Jordan with the other initial. We're not going to do the initials, okay, guys? Uh, this is the skinny, tall, blonde Jordan, which doesn't even really narrow it down. He's the annoying voice, Jordan. This, this is guy is shaky. Can we move on? Yeah. Yes. He's the police <laughs> officer who told on, yeah, we're going to go shaky. I don't really care about him. This is a tragic one. There is no way to do this nicely. Jordan, the drag racer, is... Man, I mean, he just, he didn't do anything wrong. He just is gone. He just got yeeted from the show. I think he is also another guy that kind of looks like he's 18. Yep. Yeah, uh, no, it's true. And the Rachel's pretty short, and on their date, I know she was probably wearing heels, but they looked similar heights, which means this guy's probably in the 5'6", five, 5'7", five, range, right? A short girl plus heels equals 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, yeah, you'd have to think. I, you know, I respect that by the producers, though, of bringing in. They clearly look to bring in a variety of men. Why not bring in a short race car driver? Yeah, true. No, I mean, it's not even a knock against him. That wouldn't be something that I rank on. It's much more like I didn't see any reason why Rachel sent him home. And I'm just kind of wondering what the what the original sin was because we have to grade him on did he do anything shaky and i think the answer is kind of no he kind of played the zero gravity date just right too like he had it's hard to fail up there man yeah it's I, hard to fuck up uh, a really fun date is it though i feel like in zero gravity there's a lot of things that you could do wrong either you kind of freak out or you i don't know don't give the girl enough attention because you're in zero gravity <laughs> And I think he played it just right of giving her some zero gravity kisses. and That'd be funny if instead of uh, grabbing her hips, he just started like doing flips a bunch and <laughs> didn't pay any attention to Rachel. Yeah, true. Honestly, that would have been a great way to go out is just get a free flight on the crazy zero gravity plane and then like bomb the date on purpose so you get to leave. This guy just didn't really know how to like be sexual and kiss Rachel the way that she needs to be handled. If you've seen the Clayton season, you know what Rachel needs. Yes. I think he's almost a little too nice. I don't think that's Rachel's type. Yes. Yeah, honestly, this guy would make a lot of sense in a very like reserved, um, I guess, buttoned up season of The Bachelorette. That's not what we had here. So uh, this guy, I think, goes into shaky just because he's not, he's not a knows how to act. He failed, right? We can't reward failure. He did fail how to act in when being on like The Bachelor. Yeah, uh, I think he's a guy that if we were hanging out with him, he'd be a just fine guy. But then again, he is a race car driver for his profession. So, yeah, that's shaky. I think he's shaky. Dude, bringing up the divorced parents thing and having that not be, like, immediately empathetic to Rachel. Like, it's he, so he's sad been shaky. I, I legit felt for him. I was like, damn, you had a pretty – you had a, an upbringing that inspires some sympathy. You know, going through a divorce with your parents isn't fun. Having to be an older sibling to your little siblings when you're – all of his story was sad, and Rachel just rejected it. So I guess we kind of have to take her word for it here. Yeah. Um, all right. Any guesses for this guy's name? I've never. Seen I've never seen man. this man in my life. All right, and that's what tier he's going into. Justin was the name. The he had the same name as the other twin. So there were two Justins that both left after one week in this one. If there's any Justins out there listening to this podcast, uh, mm -hmm. maybe The Bachelorette is not for you. True. Next up, we got Kirk. How are we feeling about Kirk, everybody? The football coach. Chill guy who likes to hang out. Great I don't call. care. Yep. 
I think, you know, if we go back to episode one, his like little hype up speech to the girls when he first arrived, I think that is a perfect intro. You do something that shows a little bit of your personality, tells a bit about yourself and your career. It's like kind of fun and silly. He was pretty self-aware doing it. And it kind of also kind of cuts the tension a bit for the girls, you know? Did the producers really think like, can you zoom in on Kirk? Look, mm-hmm. he said like a handsome man, if you consider all all the fellows out there. But like, did the producers really think like, yeah, that's that's the guy. Like they, they kind of set him up to just, you know, all right, Kirk, go out there, do your best, do the football thing and uh, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, man. I don't think they expected him to go far. But he looks like a me. <laughs> I don't go to church. But if I lived in Texas and went to church, he's the type of guy I'd imagine I'd see next to me. It just <laughs> kind of has that look to him. Well, listen, I'm going to give you guys a bit of a take here. I don't think he belongs in the chill guys who like to hang out tier. I think he belongs in the Jesse tier. Whoa, what? Go Red Raiders, baby. No way, dude. Texas Tech all the way. Get him into that top tier. I'm, I disagree with that. I love every second of Kirk that we got this season. If Listen, if you were at a bar and you had to choose between hanging out with like Ethan or hanging out with Avon or hang out with an assistant coach for the Texas Tech Red Raiders... I would have I I would have a bunch of questions for him. Does that mean the Jesse tier just becomes football guys tier at that point? Yes, maybe. All right, here's my counter argument. <laughs> Kirk gave the speech to the girls, the motivational speech, and then like a few minutes later, it cuts to him with just the boys, and he is giving the same speech. Like he's doing the bit for them, and he's like, and then I said, we're gonna go out there and get it, and the boys are like, kind of the fellows are casually laughing. It's like. Ah, man, that might just be his only thing. Listen, it was a tough crowd, but you got to understand, most of the guys that we've ranked don't know how to act. They are DKHTA and below. So that means that, you know, his audience, when he was giving his football speech to the fellas, was mostly weirdos. It was twins and the Jordans of the world. Like, I don't, if he was giving that speech to us, we would have been into it. I don't think Alec is the type of guy that appreciates a football speech, you know? Exactly. I'm uh, personally voting against putting him in the Jesse <laughs> tier. I think there is such a guy who could come on the show and like, like, yo, this guy's awesome. And like, I'd put him in there. I didn't feel that way about Kirk, but I'm, I'm happy to if we vote on it, you know. No, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll back off because I think, I think I do want other people to vault up into the Jesse tier. But man, this guy is automatically my favorite chill guy who who likes to hang out of the three we have so far. Yeah, send his rose right to the rafters. True. All right. This is one of my favorite guys. I'm really excited to root for this, or not to root for this guy, but to uh, rank this guy. We got Logan Palmer, the future bachelor for next season. I can't wait to see what we see about, uh, out of this guy in the future, yeah, personally. Man. He, I mean, just pops off the screen like nobody else. It's just so clear. This guy is meant to be on reality television. Yeah, I think he is the king of, of feeding the Bachelorettes the lines they want to hear. The way he played both sides, too, like, that's just next level. That's why he's ready to be the Bachelor next season. Dude, he's he's the puppet master. Dude, he's, he's the play caller. He's Clayton if Clayton wasn't fucking stupid. <laughs> yes. He's taking the game to a new level and like I do still think personally maybe this is a hot take. 
I think I could hang out with Logan, and it would be – I think he's a normal guy. Dude, he's uh, 26. He's, like, very much still kind of our age. You know, he's in he's in the range. Like, we said this before. If you walked into Loco Taqueria and saw Logan there, he would make sense. He – I mean, chill guy who knows how to hang out is a given. Upside towards Jesse tier. I don't know that we know he likes to hang out. I think – he only ever did the Bachelorette stuff. We never saw any personality from him around the guys. The fellas like him, though. When he's, like, interacting, they, they, he daps up the fellas. Dude, yeah, him and Jason are boys. They, they had a little a little bromance on the Gabby side going. I feel like he does the bare minimum among the boys and then puts all his energy into the ladies. Yeah, but the fact that, like, the fellas, there's not really drama between him and the fellas and... When and if there is, again, Brennan's a little bit behind, it seems like a little forced. Right. It, it, no, it doesn't seem like people have beef with Logan, despite the way he's playing the game. I feel like he's like the Aaron Rodgers of this season, where it's like kind of maybe unlikable figure, but like kind of a, a bad boy, and it's just crushing it in the regular season right now. Aaron Rodgers is the perfect comp, because people in the game like and respect Aaron. People outside the game probably have a strong opinion one way or another about him but like again put yourself into the shoes of an erich and you're like yeah no logan's great he's obviously supposed to be here you know he's better at this than all of us so yeah i I got chill guy who knows how to hang out for logan i'm still team knows how to act and i also feel like if he is going to be the bachelor next season they would have built him up to be more of a hero than they have so far oh just just you wait we're we're gonna you know you, you got some stuff coming down the pipeline for you. I think he's the perfect blend of hero and villain in the Clayton mold. He belongs on The Bachelor. I'm, I am cool with knows how to act because that kind of implies that he knows how to play this game of The Bachelor. Whereas being a chill guy who likes to hang out, we don't know how much of that was performative. We don't know how much of that is true, you know? Yeah. Okay. So we're saying like Logan is probably a good hang, but he's more of a bachelor contestant than a good than a good guy. He definitely knows how to act on this show. And that oh, he yeah. knows all of the things to do and he knows how to like talk. But again, know? he's so much better at it than the Johnnies and Jasons of the world that I just I gotta I gotta make a distinction. There should have been another tier called Logan tier. Because he's so different from everybody else on this show. Well, even his conversation with Jesse where he's like, I just got to tell her how I feel. Yeah. That was a knows how to act moment. Dude, I, I mean, other people go on to this show and don't have cool moments like that. That was really, I, I liked that him and Jesse moment. What lot. about him accepting the rose from Rachel even when he knew he was out on her? I think that kind of was the right move. If he's He really bet ch- on himself. He's chasing yeah. love. Yeah, man. <sighs> We could talk all day about Logan. He He's the GOAT for this season. There won't be another guy better than him. Um, going forward, we got Mario next. And man, oh man, is Mario the guy who wishes that he was Logan of the year? Yes. And I would say on this tier list, like, I'm between the knows how to act and chill guy who likes to hang out. He definitely was at no point shaky. Yeah, no. He never once had a moment where he fucked up or did anything weird. Everything he did made sense and was even kind of fun. Like, I'm cool with either spot here. Knows how to act or shaky. Or sorry, knows how to act or chill guy. I think if anything, I saw one cut where Mario is talking to Gabby when Gabby really needs to decide like who to keep on and off the show. 
Mario like does a thing where he's like kind of doing a bit and he like you know cocks his shoulders and like kind of turns outward, cheats out to the camera, and that's when I he figured, did a little boogie to the camera. Yeah, where he's like maybe being a little too performative, but he's really good at it. Yep. So like I don't know, even though his success could be disputed on the show, I, I think he's like. I don't know. Seems like a chill guy who likes to hang out. You know what he is? He's male Gabby. Because Gabby did a bunch of funny things to camera that Clayton absolutely ignored last season. <laughs> Clayton was just completely nonplussed by. But Gabby popped on screen and was performative and funny. So yeah, I think I got chill guy who knows how to hang out for Mario. I'm into him. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, next up, we got this guy. You know this guy. Nope. I've never seen this man in my life, Cole. <laughs> that Brendan. guy's just a random uh, stock image that you added in <laughs> here to confuse us. Does anybody have a, a guess for the name of this stock image that I got for you guys to confuse you? That's not Ben Simmons for the Nets? No, That's it's not. Martin. You're close. His name's Matt. <laughs> yep. So far, for the uh, I've never seen this man in my life, we have Colin, we have John, we have Justin, and we have Matt. And that tells you everything you need to know about this category. Those are four exceedingly common names. What is this, uh, Boston College Vanderslice four-man apartment? <laughs> Vandy doesn't have four, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, moving on, we got, uh, oh man, Winnetka, Illinois' own, the man, the meatball. His name is... James. James. Yeah, Meatball. We're calling him Meatball here. I really don't know where to put Meatball because half the time he seems like a disaster and half the time he seems like a chill guy who likes to hang out. Like I think he'd be fun to have at a party. Dude, he's definitely not a disaster. He he has had one of the most like amazing performances, <laughs> one of the most amazing runs that I've ever seen on this show. Literally, so... With, I would say the only thing I can comp it to is Shanae, where Shanae was so good at playing a crazy person on this show. Meatball is so good at playing a cute, funny guy. Like, a guy who's just kind of like... He, like, cooks them dinner before the rose ceremony. Dude, he's like... He's so good at chilling out in this season that Hayden imploded in front of him. Hayden basically gave, like, two minutes of incriminating speech to, to Meatball... Because he was so made comfortable by Meatball's presence. This is a chill guy who knows that, how to hang out with some upside for Jesse Tier for me. He kind of feels like when uh, the Ryan Tannehill Titans went on that deep playoff run in like 2020. Where it's like, wow, everybody doesn't really know how this is happening, but we all kind of like it. I feel like yes. Meatball I, is good for the show. I got a better comp. He's Nick Foles. Makes no sense, but they're building the statue of this man. Yeah, they've got some shrines to him at the Bachelor Mansion. Hundo P. Yeah, I'm cool with uh, chill guy who knows how to hang out and cook pasta. Yes, yeah. and both girls absolutely loved him. Let's not forget. I mean, that, that scene of the girls eating pasta with meatball and, like, doing the um, lady in the tramp almost kiss thing, hilarious. I, I cannot, like, emphasize enough, Brendan. I hope you've gotten there if you haven't. Cover your ears. Like, he denied a rose from Rachel because he was into Gabby and then talked to her outside, which never goes well for far more handsome men with real names. Yes. 
And the next episode, they don't even address it. He's back. They've they've gotten a rose back from Jesse and given it to Meatball. Meatball gets a second chance and like makes it farther. It, yes. It's absolutely. We'll we'll be watching a thirty for thirty about Meatball. It's one of the most inspiring stories. It'll be like a movie in twenty five years, and you'll look at the Wikipedia like, did that actually happen? It's like, yeah, dude, it's inspiring. He's Kurt Warner coming back from the CFL, crossed with St. Peter's, making it to the the Elite Eight this year. Like, I just. I fucking love this guy. I will forever root for the meatballs of the world. This guy did everything possible to kind of mess himself up. Like, <laughs> you know, going by meatball, the thing you just talked about, August, and then also bringing the 18-foot meatball sub as his first impression. But he had swag. That's the thing. He pulled off every weird thing that he tried because he has swag. Dude, more so than that, they did a date where uh, Gabby had to blind or sorry, Rachel had to blindfold herself and smell guys and meatball smelled bad. Yeah, and I think he made it further after smelling <laughs> bad. He survived the round where Rachel put her face in in his fat guy armpit and was like, oh, this smells bad. Yes. And then she still gave him a rose. It's crazy. If you're Jordan, the blonde Jordan who got out that week. You gotta be like questioning everything if Meatball gets through. Dude. I think the truth is these ladies love confidence, and Meatball is just oozes. Yeah, he's so confident in the Meatball that he is. Yes, I'll now, be telling my like eight year old boy once when it's season forty seven of The Bachelorettes, and uh, I'll be like, "Yeah, I watched the Meatball season." He's like. Wow, I've seen highlights of that on YouTube. What was it like watching live? Was everybody talking about it? I'll be like, yeah, we were talking about it on our podcast that you know helped us with the down payment on this house. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to not just do a meatball pod, but this man deserves to be – his name's going up in the rafters for sure. Maybe we do a special meatball episode at the end of the season, just kind of like an in-memoriam type of thing. Brendan, there are currently five episodes of our podcast – Two of them have the word meatball in the title. <laughs> I like Meatball's Last Stand. Yeah. That's my favorite episode title. Me- meatball Obsession was too cute of a name. And Meatball's Last Stand is just dramatic. Yes. Uh, sorry for the spoiler. Meatball does have a last stand, Brendan. Mm, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, inexplicable guy. We got Michael, everybody. Michael. Uh. We get a little bit of him later on because there are so few guys that they're like, all right, we have to put in a Michael cutaway now. Yep. But I'm still down to put him in the, I've never seen this man in my life. Man, you said who to this guy about three episodes in a row. This has (laughs) got to be in the, I've never seen this man. He's kind of the create a player side character (laughs) uh, template for, for the Bachelorette. He's just, I think honestly, he could just be a producer or intern that they shoved in the back of the scenes to make the scene look a little more full. I heard that Michael was a hologram that they put on this show. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, in uh, we in we Sports, when you do boxing, the little training thing, and there's like a me who's supposed to train you, that's Michael. He's uh, that guy. Michael is one of those people at the Oscars that gets hired to go sit in like Will Smith's seat when Will Smith gets up to go accept the Oscars. Is that a type yes. of guy? Yeah, that's a person. They what? do it for the cameras. What? They have someone, when someone gets up to go accept their Oscar, they have someone go sit down in the seat that they just got up out of. So no one takes the seat? No, so like the crowd looks full when they pan over it. Or so, maybe like, they... so like Rachel, like, I know you're a pilot, so you must feel so nervous, 
you know, when you go up in the air, you're responsible for other people. I kind of understand because I'm sitting in Will Smith's seat at the Oscars and sometimes that makes me nervous. And also my parents were divorced. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't want to hang on this point too much. I straight up don't believe you that that's a guy that does, that that's a job. Like, I'm pretty that's sure. Crazy. Maybe it's for when they, people get up to go to the bathroom, but it's definitely a job. Wow. Yeah. All right. Nate is next. We're going to do Nate now. Oh, boy. This is a tough one. Nate has multitudes because he's simultaneously the hero of the season and also kind of an inexplicable character. I'm going to throw out a nomination for shaky category for Nate. I think he wow. he just tries so hard to be the flirty guy, to you know say the right things the Bachelorettes want to hear. But, man, he's got a lot going on. I mean, not to pigeonhole him, but just showing up to the show and leaving your daughter behind to go find love in this way. Well, he's divorced. I'm sure she's just with the mom. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think if you're a divorced person, I don't think you try to remarry through the bachelorette. I think you just do it normally. So, I mean, Nate, again, this isn't in the canon of the bachelor. This is just something that came out. Nate, um, an ex-girlfriend of his said that he was dating two women at the same time in different cities pre coming on to the bachelor kind of Tinder swindler type of guy. I guess so. Yeah. But I like, don't know. Uh, Gabby and Rachel are d- dating like 20 different men at the same time in different cities. Yeah, true. Honestly, you know, <laughs> the whole conceit of The Bachelor is crazy enough that it's like, all right, I, I understand that this show attracts odd people with odd dating pasts, but if I'm going to put him in shaky, it's on that, not any of the stuff with him coming on with the daughter. August, how we feeling here? I like the shaky take. I think he could, you know what, like, especially with the information we heard about him, um, he he does definitely know how to act. I wouldn't, my God, he is, he's impossible to categorize. He's so good at being Gabby's boyfriend. That's the thing that makes me want to put him in knows how to act. Dude, he could also be a chill guy who likes to hang out. Like most of the guys seem to get along with him. So I'm going to defer to you guys, honestly, uh, for which of those three categories, I guess. I feel like you kind of convinced me with the fact that he is really good at being Gabby's boyfriend. Like, from the start, he made the call to stick to one track, and I think that kind of set him ahead of the other boys. He was a clear favorite. Yes. Yeah. So, I think we're going knows how to act, but there, I mean... This guy contains multitudes. There's just so much. We get so much of this guy on this season of The Bachelor that not every not every guy is rankable. I mean, I think he's in the kind of Logan zone of like, this guy has so much going on that no ranking is going to feel 100% just. Um, and he's right next to Logan, so I guess he is in the Logan zone. Oh, wait. Yeah, we, we got him and knows how to act. That's the, that's the right yeah. one. Okay. So... Before we get into Quincy, I'm going to do a quick thing. So Quincy, when he showed up, he told the girls that he wanted to be called Prince. When James showed up, he said that he wanted to be called Meatball. The girls accepted Meatball's name, and Prince was never Quincy's name once. I did not even know that. I did did not remember that at all. 
So Prince, I mean, Brandon, you remember Prince, right? I, I do. That's what I've been calling him all along. But um, the girls never even agreed. They never even tried calling him Prince. That's kind of weird. That'd be like if a girl showed up on a season of The Bachelor and was like, you have to call me Queen. Like, that's just not going to work on a show about romance. Speak about Queen when uh, Chris was going on his rant about, like, I wouldn't be one to, like, sleep with these women, whatever. Uh, Quincy comes in with a... Hey man, like these could be our queens one day. These could be. <laughs> yeah, he really likes the the regal system a lot. Yeah, true. He's royalty for sure. He's bachelor royalty. Um, he's also, I mean, his most famous moment on this season was him being a tattletale on Chris. Like that was his main activity here. Officer Quincy knows how to act. I <laughs> love Quincy. You love him? I do. I think he's so fun. He's not like any of the other guys on this season. I think just, you know, the distinctness he brings. Like, he's just there having fun the whole way through. He does know how to hang out. I'd, I'd be down, I would need to maybe watch the tape and see what kind of stuff he's drinking for the cocktail party, but I'm down to put him in chill, guys. He knows how to hang out, especially if, like, you know, Kirk Dude, is there. I don't Mario. think he could be a police guy and still be a chill guy. That's, That's kind of, that is actually Dude, true. He's the definition of peaks and valleys. Shaky is where he belongs. I think he's shaky, but the most lovable shaky guy around. You think he's shaky? I don't want to put him there. He doesn't know how to act. He came up and said his name was Prince on a dating show. Come on now. And he tattles, dude. We're not putting a tattle into the knows how to act or chill guy category. Because chill guys don't tattle. Logan didn't tattle. Do we remember what his intro was other than saying Prince? Absolutely not. I have it written down somewhere, but I don't remember. He dresses cool, too. Yeah, but, you know, I think dressing cool only gets you so far on this show. You guys are right. I love him, but uh, both of those points are correct. He's shaky. He is shaky. Shaky's all about peaks and valleys, you know? Shaky Quincy. All right. (laughs) Here we go, everybody. This is... Wow, this is a tough one-two punch here. We're in the Roby zone. Roby is a disaster. (laughs) Come on. Magician. He did magic. Magic doesn't work on this show. We're in the 70th minute of this podcast. Can we just put Roby as a disaster and move on? And not discuss it? I will say he's kind of a martyr. Now any boy who goes on The Bachelorette from now on knows do not do magic. Under no circumstance should you perform magic tricks for The Bachelorette. It's a great point. It's like in caveman times. They eventually, you know, cavemen societies had to figure out which berries are poison and which berries are good to eat. By having one guy go up and eat the poison berry and die horrifically, that's what watching Roby was like. It's like, okay, now there's going to be 20 seasons of no magicians on The Bachelor going forward because he crashed and burned so hard. Thank yes. you, Roby. Thank you, Roby. All right. Next up, we got Boston Ryan. Here we go, everybody. I want to name drop who this guy looks like, but I'm not going to. And it's <laughs> I love this guy. He's he is a borderline disaster, but I'm I'm gonna fight for don't know how to act. Oh man. I mean he let his whole personality be that he was from Boston and taught the girls, the two beautiful angels, how to talk in a Boston accent on night one. You you kind of can't be letting the city that you're from be your personality on the show. Dude, and when he got out, he said, oh, I'm wicked sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm wicked sad. And I loved how a lot of times the person that they cut to for the cutaways during the rose ceremony, if they're getting cutaways, like they're going to move on because they want to build suspense. Like, 
oh, I don't think I'm going to get the rose. And then they get the rose and they're right. pumped. They cut to this guy, Ryan, a bunch. Yeah, he and got then a he million. was at home and he's like, but they would cut away to him and he'd be like, oh, if I was, you know, let go this early, I think my heart would be broken. I'd be like, what am I even doing this for? And then he'd just get sent home. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it, he burned bright. He was like a comet where he, he flamed up in the atmosphere before he even touched down. We we got so little of him. I think it's don't know how to act. Yes. I think he reminds me a lot of Alec in this way where it's like, all right, our exposure was so little, but you clearly didn't show anything good. He's meant for TV, just not for The Bachelorette. And he shushed Gabby, who could one day be our queen. True. How did he shush her? When uh, he, when she was like, explaining like how to say "wicked pissa" or something. Oh, like yeah. Gabby tried to riff with him and say something funny, and he was like, "Shush." Yeah. <laughs> like, shh, shh, shh. Being like on the Bachelorette is kind of like improv, where you just got to yes and uh, the Bachelorette, no matter how weird they're being. Oh, of course. Especially Gabby. Yeah, like with Gabby, you know that. If you yes and her, it's probably going to be fun because she's pretty good at talking. I, you know, I, I have nothing more to say about Ryan. He doesn't know how to act. But if he does come on our podcast, then he actually gets into the Jesse tier. So Correct. Ryan, um, yeah, I probably shouldn't have even put, we're going to cut this. But uh, Ryan, come to the podcast, man. Come home. Don't cut this. This could be like a beacon that will one day make itself to Ryan, who is like, somewhere <laughs> getting brunch right now he's probably within a 20 minute drive of us right Dude, now yes. that's awesome he literally he there's no way he doesn't live in seaport he's totally in seaport right now see you at spin next weekend ryan he's also like 35 yeah that's that, again anybody over the age of 32 i immediately put in the don't know how to act category if you <laughs> are that late into your window to find a wife this is not the best use of time find another way it's true but like gabby is 30 31 yeah i mean it he wouldn't be age inappropriate for our for our gals for our queens um all right spencer's next not a bunch to say about spencer but i like him knows how to act i'm gonna fight for chill guy who likes to hang out i think all the energy i mean i don't have much to say about him but all the energy he gives off is like it's just a good boy it's true but he's very buttoned up he does not fit with those other five guys, Brendan. Come on. Yeah. The top tier chill guys, those are all really fun-loving guys. I don't think Spencer loves fun. I think he's great at being on The Bachelor, and if I knew him, I'd like him. But he knows how to act, in my opinion. He's yeah. doing all the right things, and uh, I'm excited to, um, you know, maybe one day get to meet his family. Yep. All right. This is probably going to be our last one of these. Can anybody tell me this guy's name? Tremaine. Yep. Yeah, it's Tremaine. But I get your point. When this guy was offered a rose by uh, Rachel. He said no. He said no. And I immediately, my first thought was I've never seen this man in my life. Can we get a who? Oh! <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm cool with him being in the I've never seen this man, right? Yeah, I did not know his name until August said it. Yep. Yo, Zach's traps are looking nice in that photo. Dude, hell yeah. This is, Zach took a really good photo. I think I like him better with the light beard that he has going on here, too. He's let his beard grow out as he's been on the show, and I don't know that I want that. Uh, all right, we're not going to skip that far. We're going to go Tino first. 
How are we feeling about Tino, boys? Slippery Tino. Slipping Tinny? Yes. Yeah, I feel like Tino gives off a lot of red flags, and I'm not sure why. Dude, he's the male Rachel. He just he just is. He has nothing to say. Loves kissing. Very, like, serious about love, but, does again, doesn't hang out that much. Yeah, wait, we're closing this down with three, like, Rachel heavy hitters, dude. Literally Rachel's three favorite guys. Yes. I don't know if there is a category for Tino on this tier list, because I guess he kind of knows how to act, but there's something about him where it's like, there's something that's going to come up in a late episode that's going to derail the Tino train. Yeah, I got a word for this. This word is shaky. And even though he's done nothing explicitly wrong, the vibes are so bad, and it's pretty clear that it's going to get worse. Brendan's not going to understand this, but... I have huge respect for Tino. He is the cheese king. He is slightly more out of shape. And for that, I'm just impressed. I respect him. I'm fine if we put him in shaky, though, because the producers (laughs) made him act funny that one time. Yes. Yeah, he, you know, again, mild spoiler, unforced error by Tino. Just completely. Didn't make any sense. He just didn't have to do it. He's in the baby back bitch tier. Baby back bitch? Is that a reference that I catch don't know up on yet. the rest of the yeah. episode. Yeah, Brendan. I'm getting there. I'm like two back right now. All right, Tyler, fucking everybody's favorite guy. I like him. America's guy. Chill guy. Likes to hang out. Clearly in love with Rachel. Dude, he is Charlie from It's Always Sunny, who is in love with the waitress. That is him and Rachel. Tyler's been had dopamine. Yes. Ben had serotonin. Dude, he runs a carnival game business. That's the happiest guy on earth. Yeah, that's pretty fun. He kind of reminds me of David Archuleta for some reason. Like, he's got that <laughs> Disney star look to him. He's really smiley. He's the type of guy you'd want to date your sister. I'm, yeah, I want to hang out with uh, with this guy. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you, Mallory. All right. This has been a marathon, but we're finally at the end. Zach, how are we feeling? Knows how to act, probably, right? Yeah. Definitely not shaky. Definitely not shaky. He's doing a good job. He seems cool. His voice isn't that, his voice isn't fun to listen to. I don't Um, like when he double dipped on the We Both Watched Planes growing up bit, where he like, they talked about it on their date, and then he brought it up again in a poem when they did the flirtation date. With the French people. I can't believe they make these fellows write poems. Yeah, yeah. man. Maybe That's maybe tough. you're glad that you're not on The Bachelor. Zach's a know-how to act. Um, we're not going any higher with him, right? Yes. He's yeah. just not that cool. Maybe none of these guys know how to act because they chose to go on The Bachelorette. And that was the motto all along. Wow. Mm. So, um, yeah, everybody, that's the end of the tier list. I wish you could see this beautiful work of art. Oh, you will get to see it on the episode art if I remembered to uh, screenshot this. This is a fun exercise. I feel like I am as informed about this season of the show as I will ever need to be and Mm -hmm. will be so educated for the next recording. That's right. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know. This was definitely a chore. I'm looking forward to the next non-Brendan episode so we can get him back under 30 minutes. <laughs> Brendan, are you going to be back next week, dude? Uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll oh. be back for the next episode. Oh, psych. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All of them are going to be an hour and 19 minutes. <laughs> so sorry. Sorry about that. All right, this is Lover Boys. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.